Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And thank you, as always, for joining us today. Um, we've, we've gotten a lot of good feedback recently. It's been fun um, on social media. And right. then I recently had a conversation, actually today I had a conversation with uh, Coach Peter Scarpelli from San Ramon Valley High School. He's the athletic director over there. So it was a great conversation. So shout out to uh to coach Scarpelli. Very that cool. That was fun. So yeah, yeah, a lot of, and he got connected to, uh, or one of his coaches got connected to Mary Jo through yeah. the podcast too. So yeah, that's, that's great. No, yeah. we, we love that. So if any of you guys ever, um, any feedback is great for us, whether it's, you know, you're, you know, um, hooking up with us on social media and DMing us or even wanting to have a conversation or you want to come in and talk, um, anything helps us out because we just, you know, the information that we put out here is, not for us, you know, not for us. <laughs> it's right, for all. Right. <laughs> it's to help, you know, coaches and athletes and just anyone who's listening to this. So um, it's helpful to know that if there's an episode that had an impact on you or if there's something else you would like us to talk about um, that, you know, that way we can help you, which leads us into our episode today of um, we're just going to talk about randomness. So this one, this episode is called Sports Chat. Sports Chat. <laughs> yeah. Very creative. If you have a better name, let us know because <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, that's just we what we came up yeah, with. Yeah, actually, you came up with it. that. I did. So you're welcome. I was drawing a blank. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's more. Um, it's like a. It's like a Q and A type. Would yeah, you yeah. say Type. No, for episode? sure. Because I know yeah. a lot of times podcasts do that type of stuff where they just, you know, they get feedback from people yeah. with questions or even just topics they want to hear the podcast talk mm-hmm. about. And we thought, hey, it might be fun to try. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way it's not just everything that we think is, is good to talk yeah. about, but it might yeah. be some, some stuff that everybody else wants to talk about. Yeah. So, um, we're going to bounce around a few topics here, bounce around and yeah. And we definitely want to do this again too. So, um, you know, please let us know for next time if you have any, any thoughts or questions and, yeah. and you can send them anytime and then we'll just save them for those, yeah. for those podcasts. But, um, well, yeah. I was going to mention too, it's been cool because recently, um, cause I don't know if, if you guys don't follow us on social media, um, I don't know how you found this podcast, but that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, if you, if for, for some reason, if you don't, um, we've been doing the Friday, Friday, Friday workouts, mm. which Deb yeah. puts together. Yeah. Um, and then every once in a while, we'll have some of our guests put it together. Like Nick O'Sullivan did one after we had him on. Um, and then I think there was some, Nicole Root. We haven't Nicole, got one from Nicole Root oh, yet, but Nicole. we're supposed to. Nicole, Dang come it. on. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll reach out to her again. But Nicole's yeah. posting her amazing buff body every day on Instagram. Makes Come me on, feel Nicole. bad about myself. Yes, it yep. is. <laughs> but it's inspiring and depressing at the same time. No. <laughs> but no, and we had uh, Jay Harp. He also gave us oh, one, okay. a, a bunch of nickel and dime workouts as well. So, but they're cool. So if you're looking for a workout or if you want to have an, if you have an idea of, or if you want an idea for what to put your athletes through, or if you're a coach or you're a parent that wants to do some workouts, mm-hmm. definitely check that out. Um, and then like we always say, or I always say, Deb's willing to answer questions or anything about the, that stuff too. So, yes. or if you're just like, Hey, this is an awesome workout or I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's open to either one. I'm used to it. In fact, hey. I think if you say, Hey, I hate you because of this workout, that probably brings a smile to your face. That would make my day. See, there we go. That, and that I know I'm doing my job right when Absolutely. my athletes or whoever looks at me and they're like, I hate you. This is awful. There you go. That so the best. we accept all that stuff. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, yeah. So, uh, What's the, what's the first question today? Okay, so um, quite, uh, maybe not so much of a question, but like a topic, okay. I guess. So um, uh, I have a, a topic called coaches' reactions to injuries. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and, I, and I've talked to a couple of athletes, like former athletes, um, and I know that some of them struggle with um, – just the way um, either there's a harshness to some coaches, how they react to injuries. I don't know if it's more at the NCAA level or at the high school level, probably more so at the NCAA level, but just because there's so much more pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, sorry, what do you mean? Or what do you mean by harshness? You mean as far as they're frustrated with the athlete or right. frustrated with the situation and then take it out on the athlete? Probably a little bit of both. Okay. Interesting. Like, right. 
um, just, I mean, um, in terms of like, you know, as a coach, your athlete's injured and now that athlete can't play and that's your best player. And in, hmm. in, especially at the collegiate level, they're being, you know, you're getting paid to coach. That's, right. that's your job. That's right. your livelihood. So, um, anyway, one of my former players, um, wanted to, t wanted us to just address that topic of coaches reactions to injuries, the harshness versus compassion, mm -hmm. like just how they can deliver their tone. And, and this one doesn't need, we don't need to get into this one, but, um, you know, one, one of my athletes, she was just pretty much requesting like that coaches are bring more compassion into it instead of, um, you know, what's wrong with you? Why can't you, why are you getting hurt? Not the athlete didn't hmm. mean to get hurt. Right, 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 <laughs> and right. so there needs to be a balance there. And just for myself, you know, as a, as a coach myself, there definitely, um, does need to be a balance of just having at least some compassion for the athlete and then letting them know, okay, this is what we need to do to get you better. Um, and, uh, this is how we can, you know, preparing you so that you don't have, you, this is how we can prepare you to not get hurt next time because that, really messes with an athlete's mentality. If mm -hmm. the coach is, they're already injured and we already had an episode about injuries and just the yeah. mental anguish that the athlete goes through. Mm -hmm. So for the coach to not con come down so hard on them as to why they're injured. And I don't know how prevalent this is. I well, don't. That's, well, I'm just, I'm listening. I'm like, I'm yeah. just, I'm, mm -hmm. I would love, I mean, kind of <laughs> love to meet these people that are doing this because yeah. that seems, I mean, it seems kind of crazy. Yeah, and I get, it like, happens. Yeah, I mean, yep. I can get how a coach would be really, maybe really frustrated and not react in the best way in the moment. Right. But to not, to be like, to come down on the athlete is mm -hmm. crazy, especially if they're yep. not doing something, like if they were, you know, if they were riding their skateboard right. and they got injured. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, that's not in competition, so that was your fault. Like, you probably shouldn't have been riding a skateboard during right. a season. Right, Um, But like, from a competition, like if you, say you, you know, tore your ACL or something during mm -hmm. competition and the coach gets mad at you, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yep. Me, I, me too. No, I, I me guess too. I, no, no. Yeah. Yep. I, saw, I don't, I don't get it, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. Now again, I can see how it's like, oh, our best player went down. Uh, like, and right. because of the frustration of the moment, I can mm -hmm. see how them, you know, maybe reacting in the way they shouldn't. Right. Um, hopefully if that's, if that's ever happened to you as a coach, hopefully you circle back around and you say, Hey, you know, yeah. it, it hit me. Uh, I was, it hit me off guard or, uh, yep. just like it did you, but, right. um, that's interesting. Yeah, um, it's and it, and it could have been a situation where um, whatever you know position this player was playing that there was no, there were no backups and the coach gets frustrated. Like there can be those situations as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely obviously smart for the coach to have backup. <laughs> play, you know, players for a certain position or, and for me, and all I think about is softball and baseball. Like again, we, sorry, Josh and I always go back to those sports just because that's all we know yeah. sometimes. And so, you know, yeah, yeah. I, so I was a pitcher. And yeah, so if too. I'm the only pitcher on the team and there's no one else, there's no backup, of course, the coach, especially if I'm at the collegiate level. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is just an example. Um, of course the coach is going to be upset, but then there should also be some backup pitchers. It shouldn't just all be on me. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I mentioned this on a podcast before I was, when I was younger, I played in an all-star tournament mm -hmm. where the coach, if I remember correctly, the coach was being kind of stubborn mm -hmm. about a player that he, I don't think he maybe didn't want on the team or there was some issue where basically it was that situation where he didn't carry another pitcher mm. or enough pitchers. Right. And so obviously when you're playing those youth leagues, there's some, there are some rules as far as, you know, you might have multiple pitchers, but if they pitch the day previously, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can only do so much, right? Like right. they monitor that stuff. So you yeah. can't just keep pitching people. Right. Um, and it's different than softball where right. baseball is like, you really shouldn't be pitching guys. Right. Back yeah. to back days, especially right. if you go multiple innings. Right. But um, I yeah. remember I was pitching and I got hit by a line drive right in my throwing arm funny bone. Ooh. Um, and you know, I ball went to center field. I mean, it ricocheted quite a ways, and right. I tried to throw, and the ball just—I mean, I just kept throwing the ball and sailing it. Yeah. And I remember the coach just sitting there, like I got hit by a line drive, and he was just sitting on the bucket, like, and the assistant coach is like, "You need to go out there and check on him. <laughs> he just got hit by a line drive." And at that moment, I could tell I was—I was a little bit older, so it's like I understood mm -hmm. what was going on. But you could tell he was frustrated and angry because mm -hmm. he messed up and didn't you know, mm. set the team up the way he should have set the team up. And yeah, so it was a huge mess. So I, I get that too, but that's, um, that's a coach being a baby. Yeah. Well, and just, I mean, I think so too, if, you know, if a coach is going to get 
super upset with the athlete for being injured. One that doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't help anybody. Right. Because everyone's pissed. <laughs> the right. athlete's pissed. The coach is pissed. That's right. not going to. That doesn't help the situation. Right. Um. So. Um. Yeah. I just. Anyway, we and you know we don't have to keep going on with that with this topic, but just pretty much the harshness versus the compassion. Of course, there's going to be. You know, the coach is going to say like, you know, you know, why haven't you been taken care of? I don't know. Let's say um, your knee or something. You're supposed to be icing it. You're supposed to, you know, why have? But also, you need to soften that with, okay, let's get you rested. Let's, I don't know, and not to, and there doesn't need to be that much mushiness in in sports. Like we get that you need to have a tough mentality, but you also need to <laughs> not come down so hard on athletes um, when they get injured because the athlete themselves are already beating themselves up, and so it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't help. So no, I, yeah, I agree. I think it, anyway. it's it's a case by case thing. I right. think. And yeah, it's absolutely like yeah, it's gonna change depending on the situation. Yeah. And it's like everything we've always talked about. Right. It depends. It depends. Kind of mm-hmm. depends on who you're talking to. It depends mm-hmm. on what happened and how it happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if if you realize that someone, one of your athletes, is maybe not the most dedicated mm-hmm. in the gym, mm-hmm. or it's time to lift, or you know, condition, and they get injured, mm-hmm. that might be a different conversation than the conversation you have with someone who's always in the gym, mm-hmm. takes care of their business in the classroom mm-hmm. and out of the classroom, on the field and off the field. Mm. If they get in, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. that would be, a, hopefully that would be a different conversation. It was like, okay, you know that person's dedicated. Yep. This was a freak accident. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so absolutely. And it really comes down to, you have to be a leader. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the coach. Yep. You're the adult in the room and you have to be a leader. And um, you know, it's, it's not about you in that moment. It is about your team and it's about your athletes. And mm-hmm. everybody's feeling, you know, the injury, the loss. Um, of a player in that in that situation yeah. so you have to be the one that keep, you know, the captain of the ship you got to keep it together mm-hmm. and like you said Deb, getting mad or frustrated with everybody it's not going to help you're, mm-hmm. just a ba- it's, you're just a bad leader at that point <laughs> yeah you need to you know kind of step up and mm-hmm. say okay i'm frustrated and, and you know i wish we could have prevented this but the bottom line is it happened yeah. and now how do we move forward mm-hmm. with it you know mm-hmm. and also yeah. take care of the athlete that's currently you know in yeah. that in that injured state yeah. so Good. That was good. No, that's that very good. good. That's very good. It's not, like, I guess it's something I, I wouldn't even think about, to be honest with you. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, okay. Your turn. All right. Let's see. Uh, this, is, this one goes a little bit of a different direction. Um, they were asking, what sport do we wish we would have played okay. or could have played? Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So... And, That's okay. a fun one. Go ahead. I've, <laughs> I've, I've dabbled in a little bit of everything, team sports-wise. Um, I've played in middle school. I played volleyball, softball, basketball, and soccer. Okay. Um, but then I kicked out. By the time I got to high school, I kicked out basketball and soccer because it required too much running for me at that point. So high school, volleyball, okay. and softball it yep. was for me. Um, so those were the sports I played. Um, was not a fan of soccer, although now that I'm a, I'm yeah. a PE teacher, I love I love teaching it. So I kind of wish I would have stuck with it a little oh, bit more. Okay. Um, I wish we and I'm from I'm not from Sacramento, so mm-hmm. I know that there's lacrosse here in some parts. Yeah. But there was not lacrosse at least back when I lived there. I'm from Merced, California. Um, I wish that I would have had a, the chance to play lacrosse. Oh, interesting. It just looks like a cool sport. It just looks. It yeah, looks it's, like it'd be fun. It's a br- it's a brutal one for <laughs> That's sure. That's why I think it would be fun. Yeah, that makes sense. You, you hit people with sticks. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine back in middle school. Um, his brother played lacrosse yeah. for uh, Bella Vista High School, yeah. and I, I was the first time I ever witnessed like lacrosse, like you know, a higher level of lacrosse. Yeah. I saw it on TV, you know, but just clips. And uh, I remember his brother got hit like right around the neck. And oh just went gosh. down. I'm like, oh, oh no, this is a brutal sport. Oh my god. So it was, it was really interesting. But yeah, it's a it's a rough one. But okay, yeah. cool. So lacrosse for you. Lacrosse. Yeah. All right. There's probably still time. Might be able to find a place out there. <laughs> right. Some adult league. If lacrosse. anybody, if anybody's looking for a, a sub one week in their adult lacrosse league, let Deb know. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know too. I'll come out and watch. <laughs> Everyone else will too. Yeah. Oh. Um, let's see. For me, you know, the sport that I wanted to play when I was younger. Probably hindsight was probably, I, I understand why I shouldn't have played the sport was football. I always wanted to play football. A lot of my friends were playing football in like elementary school, and uh, I always I always enjoyed football, but I never played like full contact football with pads and everything like that. I've never even put on a football football helmet, but <laughs> I thought that would be I always thought that would be fun. But you yeah. know, me being the oldest in my family, my mom's like, nah, 
you're not gonna play. Plus, I was I was always super skinny, mm. so my mom's like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> She's like, you'll break like a twig. Hey, you could have been a, a kicker. Well, see, I wasn't that great at soccer either, so oh, okay. you know, because yeah. I, I did play soccer for a little bit, but like, I just kept moving further and further back in the field. It's like, oh, you just be a defender and get in the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that yeah, the, the kicking thing wouldn't have worked either. But um, oh. yeah, so I wish I would have played, and then. Um, Wish I would have played that, but at the same time, like hindsight, I'm glad I didn't. Mm. Just because, like, I don't know how, uh, you know, you hear about all the like the CTE, brain injury, concussion yeah. stuff, and yeah. like I don't have much going on up there to begin with. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta save, I gotta save whatever I have. Whatever kind of I can brain be honest with myself. Yeah, I gotta save them. I gotta protect them. So, um, and I do wish, you know, the other sports too. I did try out for basketball when I was in oh, my okay. freshman in high school, and I got cut. Uh, I think I told that story mm. on one of the earlier podcasts, yeah. but. Um, I did. I definitely did now that I think about it. But I wish I would have gotten more into basketball because okay. basketball is one of those sports that I feel like it keeps you in really good shape because it's just mm -hmm. constantly running. And it's a sport that you can kind of play anywhere, anywhere. And mm -hmm. you can go to your a gym, a park mm -hmm. and you see people play. And it just yep. it's a, it keeps you in really good shape. Yeah. Anytime I play basketball now, I feel like I'm gonna get sick. <laughs> There's always that like I that's, you have to wait for that second. Too wind. much running. <laughs> it's brutal. And I enjoy it. But I always feel like, yeah. whoo, I'm out of shape. So those are probably the two. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I, you know. Yeah. Um, I, well, and I didn't get into these sports until college, until like, you know, my adult world, but um, I got into individual and dual sports like um, tennis and badminton, ah, okay. even like oh, swimming and yeah. golf because, well, I had, and I, ha I took those classes in college. I, it was one of those requirements right. in order for me to be a PE teacher. We take them, you learn how you learn how to play them, you learn how to teach them, thank goodness, because I didn't know how to play any of those sports. <laughs> now I'm in charge of um, you know, teaching them to yeah. 50 students in front of me. But I'll count um, on you. Yes, and, um, but those are really fun. So I wish I would have gotten into like tennis and I have a, I have a, um, one of my close friends in high school was a really good swimmer and she just looked so cool swimming in the pool. So I just, I wish that I would have tried that as well. Sure. I would have been the worst swimmer in the world. Would have got, I probably would have gotten cut if I ever tried out, but that's Are something. Are you sure? Yes. I think you'd be okay. Uh, can you swim? Uh, um, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I can't swim, but I want to go for this team. I can't even imagine what the coach would like. Seriously? Can you swim? <laughs> come out with like floaties? Yeah, I can swim. I can, I can swim. Not very, just not very good. But I can swim. Okay. Okay. All I right. Got that cleared up. <laughs> I said to ask because the way you're talking about it, I'm like, you know what? I feel like it would be uh, <laughs> good for me to ask this question just in case. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you had so much hesitation about the swim team, so. I just would be yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Next question. Next question. <laughs> okay. Um, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have someone who's wanting to know um, uh, what to do with your life after sports are over. And we've gotten in. Talk and to Bethany Crouch. Talk to Bethany Crouch. <laughs> I literally told them that too. I was yeah. like, you need to listen to her sports story. Yeah. Um, Bethany does a podcast all about this topic. So anyway, um, you, you know, one of my, uh, one of the, you know, the, the person who asked this question, they're like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed yeah. to Sports is my life, is my identity. I don't know. I have so much anxiety um, graduating college, you know, going out in the real world without, without what am I going to do? Because they're not going on to the professional, you know, yeah. level. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So we talked to Bethany about this, and then she's got her whole podcast on this. But and we have an episode about um, put. Um, I think it was our self worth episode of just like putting your identity in the sport and being able to take that identity out and just look at you as a person. Um, right. Well, and then Bethany, even her whole foundation of her her sports story podcast is that she wanted to stay in the gymnastics world mm -hmm. and she didn't know what to do and she but then that's why she started the podcast so that she can stay in it and kind of keep her um I don't know that her creative athletic juices flowing mm -hmm. um I think I did the same after playing softball in college um I didn't even I didn't finish college playing I never made it to the d1 level but um even after that I started coaching and I kind of stayed into it um, but it, that is a I think that is a tough one for a lot of collegiate athletes who aren't gonna who are gonna be done after college Right. They're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Right. And I and I've made this very clear from day one. I don't have a collegiate athletic background. <laughs> um, I did go to college, but I didn't play sports. Um, but I will say, it, just with, to go with what, with what yeah. you were saying, um, coaching. Co I mean, coaching is really the best way. Yeah. I think it, one of the best ways, yeah. probably the easiest way, to stay with your sport and um, 
stay connected to your sport, depending on what your sport is, but um, you can stay connected to the sport and you still have, you know, kind of a, uh, it's still part of you, you know what I mean? And so the way, the way I look at it um, is if you are really passionate about your sport and you're like, how do I get to this next, or how do I move on once I'm done being an athlete? Well, you get the chance to pass on that passion to mm-hmm. someone else, a young, younger athlete who's just starting their career. You have the opportunity to pass that knowledge on to them. And mm-hmm. very few people in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things, very few people have played any sort of ath- college athletics, right? Mm-hmm. And then fewer people have gone on beyond that. So if you're one of those people that played at that level, yeah. you know, you have a lot of knowledge and experience that you can pass on to someone else that's going to go through that. And they can learn from mistakes you may have made. They can learn from the successes you've had. And so I think that's really the best way to stay connected to the sport. And you can make that a part of your life after, after sports. And then, yeah. you know, like we've always talked about, the, the, the disciplines you've learned as an athlete translate can translate really well to life after sports. So when you mm-hmm. start looking for jobs or, you know, you start doing different things with your life, pursuing dreams, all of those things will benefit you and, mm-hmm. and I think will help your pursuit of those things. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, and think about it too, there are, there are uh, college students who aren't athletes who are struggling just with the fact of what do I do after college, period? What do I do with my degree? Right, you're not <laughs> so, alone. Yeah, exactly. And it's then, not just an athlete thing. Right, you're right, right. Absolutely. And so, but then, but then put in the whole athlete mentality of not only that, but I don't know what to do with my degree and I don't have my sport. So then what am I supposed to do? The, the person's name who popped in my head as you were talking just now was um, when we interviewed Isaac Serwenga. Yeah. He was talking that, I mean, that's what his kind of foundation, I think, and his book is about mm-hmm. is this, um, connecting with people after after college and what are you supposed to do. Yes. And so um, so anyway. Follow Isaac, too. Follow Isaac. Talk okay. to Isaac. Yeah. Talk to <laughs> Bethany. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. definitely, I can see why it's a challenge. And, you know, uh, sometimes I think our, at least my first thought is like, hey, hey maybe there's a, um, a career that you can find that would allow you to kind of still be connected to the sports world. Yeah. But that's not always the easiest thing to find. Yeah. But I, like I said, I think coaching would be. Yeah. And Co- we, we need more young coaches, I think. Absolutely. We've, yeah, talked to pe- we've talked to people about that. Yeah. There's a lot of coaching. T- there's a lot of coach turnover. So I right. think there's there's always it'll be it'll be hard for you not to find somewhere to coach there's always yeah coaches are wanted everywhere so right um so yeah and even though I don't coach softball currently right now anymore I'm I still I'm still in the coaching world like I coach my athletes like with strength and conditioning and and they're softball players and so that's what keeps me in it as well just the whole mind just the whole competitive mindset too so um but yeah it looks different for everybody right well I was gonna say so I'm trying to remember back to when we talked about your Hmm. Uh, sports background because I can't remember was it were you at a point where you just you were kind of burnt out or were you was it difficult for you it was or yes. not as difficult because it was to so, leave the sport yeah um, it was difficult it, it was when so I was in a different state I think we talked about it in the adversity yeah. episode a little bit but um it was difficult and it was something that was necessary that needed to happen mm-hmm. I was at the point where I was like, I'm either gonna hate softball for the rest of my life, if I it, or I quit now, and I at least can retain some of that love for it because I it was getting to that point to where I was miserable and I just did not mm-hmm. I I started to hate the game and I did right. not I didn't want to I didn't want my mind to get there and I didn't want to continue that so um, um, so it was it was difficult the whole physical aspect of leaving it but the mental aspect of leaving it at least just play, you know being on the field um was good okay that was good it was Got it. yeah it was still difficult but i, oh, I sure. think i think within a year or two i jumped right back into it and i started coaching got it so that was good so i was so that kept still me, connected to it oh yeah so that sure. yeah so coaching is a really good way i think is our answer for that I or think talk so. to bethany or talk, talk to isaac yeah probably those yeah. two first and then <laughs> uh they may steer you in the direction of coaching <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. um all right so all next right. question uh favorite we're kind of we're kind of alternating a little bit yeah. uh you probably probably guess sorry kind of the f- more fun silly ones with uh the more serious ones so yes. we try to balance it out but mm-hmm. this one is what is our favorite gym workout favorite gym workout hmm. anything that makes me want to puke at the end hmm. yes that sounds terrible <laughs> <laughs> do you no. have anything specifically um 
You're kind of the expert here. I did. Uh, that's well, what we've told people. Yeah, so don't I, let don't let them down. That's what I lead people to believe. Anyway. Yeah, I found it early on it's not the truth. No. <laughs> I um, the first day that I questioned that was like, what is it like? What a month ago? You're like, I love Cinnabon. I ate the whole thing. Like, oh, all right. This yeah. is where this is who we're following on Fit yes. Friday Cridays. Yes. All right. Cinnabon and cookies. We've been fooled. You're not supposed to tell anybody. So oh, that's my you. yeah. That's in that's my that's balance. That's how you balance, Josh. You work out and then you eat cookies. Oh, interesting. All right. I didn't know that. Not all the time, but just every, like once a week. Okay. Once a week. Anyway, once a day. Yeah. Once a day. <laughs> once a meal. Once a um, meal. <laughs> um, That's the only meal. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, my, I used to, um, I used to be into powerlifting. Mm-hmm. So, um, when I first moved to Sacramento, I did powerlifting. I did compet- I did it competitively for a few meets. That was my favorite gym workout then, but I've kind of fallen away from that and but I use you know what I learned there and I um I do more I don't even want to say the word crossfit because it's not cro- I've never God, been say it. I no I've say it, ne- <laughs> I and at crossfit I think everyone who does that is ama- like I can't anyway I can't There's, there's a real like there's a real uh, no. uh philosophical like I don't know, <laughs> struggle that Deb's going through right now. I'm, That's not the right word. What's the right word I'm looking well, for? Well, I don't want to call myself that because I've never been in a CrossFit gym, so I don't want anyone to think that I am saying that I'm a CrossFit athlete. I am not. But the workouts that I make up that are probably have nothing to do with CrossFit are, okay, I won't even, okay, let me take the word CrossFit out. Let me call it HIT. Okay. <laughs> Josh is laughing at me. This is, no, I was like, this is a real struggle for it. Like, I feel like there's a. This is I'm having. There's an, an internal struggle with, internal, with Deb right now. Yes. So Deb's a CrossFitter. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I do a lot of hit workouts. There we sure. go. Yeah, yeah. High intensity interval training. Um, right. I just I love the lifting part, but then I after I'll, dur- during the parts where you're supposed to rest and break, I'll go run and okay. come back, and then I'll lift and then I'll go run, and I just um, those are my favorite type gym workouts. That's what I'm having my athletes do right now, and they love mm-hmm. me for it. And so I, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they I hate say you. love, I mean hate. Yes. Yep. It's one of the same. Yes. Um, that's my favorite gym workout. Um, adding a strength training to cardio. Okay. That's what I, I love cool. running and I will, and then afterwards I'll go run and run and run until I get tired. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There you that's go. That's mine. What about there, yours? Hmm. Burpees, right? Oh, I hate the burpees. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, cause I did one of the Friday cry day workouts and I text yeah. you afterwards. I'm like, after I did it, of course, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to text you before or during. <laughs> Um, I said, Hey, when you say burpees, does that mean like a, with a push up or just, cause I definitely did not do it with the up. and you're like, no, 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 without push up, like perfect. Because that's what I did, which is what I figured you meant. Um, oh, no, I hate burpees. Um, they're the worst. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I run a good amount, but I don't yeah. really enjoy it. Um, but is I'll say this and I've mentioned it before. The nice thing about running for me is that it does, uh, a lot of ideas for like the podcast or, yeah. um, ideas for different things that I've done in the past with combine or just different things that I, ideas that I've had have come during those times, just cause I think there's that, um, it, there's that creative, I don't know, thing that happens when you're doing mm-hmm. that type of workout. Cause you don't need to, you're not really focused. I mean, maybe I should, but you're not, it's not like you're benching, right. Where you're focusing on technique, technique and all that yeah. stuff. You're moving your legs. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is some freedom in that where you can mm-hmm. think a lot. And I know people that do that same thing where it's yeah. either a, a stress reliever or yeah. it's like just a flood of thoughts. I mean, there's times where I've texted you after I've run, I'm like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I had like five ideas for the podcast. Um, and yeah. so, you know, it's hard to say, I don't really enjoy it, but I do it. Cause I, I feel like it's important for, for health. And then right. also not that I'm in the best shape, but, um, or good shape, but you know, I do feel like it's important. Um, but you know, one thing I, and we talked about this a little while ago yeah. off air is I do enjoy, um, like kettlebell swings. Like yeah. those are, those are fun. Cause I have a couple of kettlebells at home, kettlebells at home. You can do anything with kettlebells. It's amazing. Right. I remember I, the first time I ever tried, I was working out with someone and they had me do a Turkish get up. Oh no. I'm like, Oh, I'm not com-. like, oh. it wasn't even like the problem was it wasn't even, I wasn't using enough weight to make it like super difficult. It was the coordination that's required. I'm like, yeah. wait, what does, what goes where? Like where the <laughs> arm goes here or the foot goes here. It was too much yeah. for me. Like I'm not, <laughs> uh, bottom line is I'm not smart enough to do it. If Turkish you guys don't up. know what that is, just YouTube it, Google it. Yeah. And Turkish get up and it's, um, yeah. And it's, it is tough, but like for me, it was really like, I'm not coordinated enough to do this. Um, so, but I, I like kettlebell swings just cause you really, you really feel it. And it's yeah. like, I have them at home. I can do them kind of whenever. Mm-hmm. And, yep. um, I do enjoy that. So, yeah. but really I shouldn't be giving fitness advice. 
Any, you know what? I mean, to be honest, I guess that wasn't the question any, though. <laughs> it was just your favorite workout. Yes, favorite workout. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone, you, anybody can give fitness advice. I am no expert. I am. Ju- I just do this for fun. I think and you're I passionate think, about I, it. Yes, I just love it. Um, there, but I, I, well, I think my top, top favorite workout then is is running. Um, it's not in the gym, obviously. I mean, I don't. Okay, I'll say it's not in the gym because I hate running on treadmills. So. I, I do ha- too. Yes, I have yeah. to go outside, so that's why I hate when it's raining on d- days when it rains, because then I'm like, I can't run. This is awful. Um, I love, I lo- even if it, even if it's hot outside, like I don't, I don't care. I love running. There's a sense that there's like that high that comes with it afterwards, mm-hmm. and it's a huge like stress reliever. Not that I'm like stressed 24 seven, but there are days where it's like it just, I just feel so much better right. afterwards, and so that's why I like to run. So like I'll mm-hmm. go, I'll go running even after I do a lifting workout. Um, just because I'm like, oh, I didn't run today. I need to get that high. I need to go right, get right, that. Right. Yeah, that sense of anyway. So I think that's my favorite workout. It's just running. Okay. Running. I like it. Yeah. That's good. You know, what I Simple. hate. Huh. Not, not. I wish I was good at this. This is the one thing I was wish I was good at, but I just I can't do it. It takes a lot of effort. Is pull ups. I've oh, been terrible. I've been terrible at pull ups. Pull ups are. I have a I have a love hate relationship with pull ups. Um, yeah. There. I mean, there have been times where I can only do one. But there have been times where I'm a little in better shape in terms of I've been lifting and I've been doing all this um, endurance, you know, all these endurance activities that where I can just, you know, bust out seven. And like, that's a good number for me. Like, that's a lot for me. Sure. And um, so but if I haven't done them in a while and then I look at that bar and I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. But oh. you can do assisted pull ups. There's many ways that you can. Right. Instead of just going to strict pull ups. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. It's always embarrassing it's at the rough. gym when I try to do them. <laughs> I, I know people see it's like, oh, <laughs> like what, well, is that, what is that guy? He's just hanging there. Well, and then there's that. Sorry, I could probably talk about this forever. Oof. But when good no, question, I know. And so when you're at a gym, like if you go to a commercial gym, yeah. like Cal or CalFit or Twenty Four or whatever, sure. um, there is that whole uh, everyone's looking at me and I'm gonna embarrass myself, so I'm not even gonna try. And so, and I will admit that I've done that before. I, too like even me I'm like no I'm not in good shape with I haven't done squats in a while I'm not going to get under that bar like I'm not going to do it because there's a lot of people in here right <laughs> oh I've done that before myself. I did that when I was especially when I was younger and yeah. wasn't you know as uh, confident in the weight room or at the gym I was I remember there was a time when I was loading the bench bar and I was getting ready to put that second plate on plate on this person came over and just started putting plates on I'm like yeah you know what I don't need a bench day I took the plates off and I just walked away <laughs> like no I'm good no no pass so there's that whole intimidation in the gym type thing and and just my advice for everyone is like is just do it anyway or at least have bring someone in to help you or something because then you'll never do it like i feel like if you're always too like oh i'm not there yet we none of us are ever there yet like none of us are ever like i'm gonna do 100 pull-ups no right unless you're a crossfitter yeah or the rock or, or the rock yeah, yeah yeah so there's some crazy yeah crazy yeah. people out there. Cra- <laughs> david goggins yeah there you go um so anyway cool so okay next question okay, next question um again mine aren't really questions <laughs> mine are just more of statements um, that's okay that's what we put out there anyways like yes. topics or questions so, so that's fine. um someone was wanting us to address the issue the issues of um statist- statistics of anxiety and ncaa sports hmm. um and leading into like how to preparation of playing at the collegiate level um, coming from high school sports. Because there are a lot of, I mean, I think we all know this, this is just a blanket statement of there's a lot of stress um, at the collegiate level with mm-hmm. sports. Um, no, I don't really have statistics in front of me about right. anxiety and just depression um, in sports, but I'm sure it's, uh, I mean, I read a few articles as, as we do before we do these podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, I know it's more prevalent um, I think than not, unfortunately. Um, right. And then I think also that a lot of athletes, um, just with their athlete mentality, they're not going to say anything or report it or let anybody know that they're struggling with some type of um, issue to where they have to take anxiety medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. um, I uh, I was talking to someone and um, they were letting me know just how how prevalent it is on their team that just actual medication that they need to take for anxiety Hmm. while i am not again i am not judging or against or for or or whatever um for that but i think that um i don't think a lot of people 
know about it and I'm not sure that athletes know how to handle it. I know that I didn't know how to handle anxiety when I went through it um, mm -hmm. at the high school level and then you know leading up to the collegiate level but everyone goes through different things so there's never obviously a golden like rule or answer for that um, but um, um, but yeah I think anxiety in sports at the collegiate level is more prevalent than not these days sure and yeah well I mean I think there's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure a lot of pressure a lot of pressure for sure yeah. and um, you know, especially, I, I think it depends on, you know, which sport you're playing and what your uh, goals are too, you know. Right. Because I think some people, there's some people that play high school sports that their their main goal is like, I, I just want to play college athletics. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the end goal. And then you have some people that are like, I want to play college athletics and then play beyond that. And right. I think especially when, I would imagine that when, if you're trying to get to the next level after college, yeah, like every, every moment in your sport, there's pressure. Right. You know, or there's potential for pressure, mm -hmm. right? Because there's more riding on it than just winning or losing a game. Your future right. um, is kind of dependent on it as well. It's in their in their mind, right? It's like right. I need to to be the best right now because that's how I'm gonna get to the next level. Right. Um, so yeah, I have no doubt that that pressure can mount mm -hmm. and um, you know just yeah. kind of over overwhelm and overtake someone. And I guess I, I don't know. I mean, I'm again, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know how that stuff. Right. you know how all of that stuff works but i would i guess the way i just off the top of my head i mean i imagine because like you said it is difficult for athletes because it's, it's a sign of weakness right like mm -hmm. you don't want to you don't you know hey don't rub it when you get hit by a pitch right because you don't want to show like you didn't affect me that yeah. pitch didn't hurt me mm -hmm. um same thing with injuries you have people that play you know play and they try to minimize their injury because they don't want to show weakness mm -hmm. to their opponent mm -hmm. um so i think it's just naturally built into us as athletes is we mm -hmm. don't want to give any any edge to the opponent mm -hmm. um yeah. so that being said i think it does translate or it does affect mm -hmm. you know our own anxiety and stress that we might you know deal with and we just kind of try to push it away and say it's not yeah. try to push it away or, or mask it somehow just to get just to get through it yeah. um but I, I feel like it i mean it kind of in my opinion it falls in the same category as you know the same reason you lift weights mm -hmm. is to prevent injury is to make yourself stronger more explosive for your mm -hmm. sport and it's to make you better. And I think this kind of would fall in the same category, right? It's like, it's not your physical body, but it's your mentality. And if we place a high emphasis on mental toughness, as we've talked about in a lot of different episodes, uh, your mindset, your mental toughness, all of that, uh, that is part of it. So if, yeah. you're, if you're feeling anxiety and all you're trying to do is mask it, mm -hmm. um, it's probably not gonna benefit you as much as, hey, as difficult as, difficult as it may be, maybe talk to someone about it, may, yeah. maybe see someone to, Right. help help you walk through those challenges like i said in my opinion it's very much the same as why you go to the gym mm -hmm. and lift weights yeah to make yourself better and it's going to affect you know both you as a per person and then you as an athlete right. yeah you know? and i think most <clears throat> as far as i know um, most collegiate teams um and even some high school teams i think um, that I've heard of have um, some type of sports psychologist on hand yeah. to talk to because it is stressful. I mean, you know, at the collegiate level, you have, you know, scholarships are on the line. Mm -hmm. um, and like, again, on the coach's side, um, their job is on the line. And so it gets, it's a very fine, it's, it's way, it's, it's much more different and serious than high school in that aspect to where money is involved. Right. And so I'm sure there are a lot of athletes who are on scholarship and that's the only way that they're going to be able to get a college degree mm -hmm. is on this scholarship. Um, and, you know, they need to live up to this expectation to keep their scholarship. And I think sometimes in their mind, um, worst case scenarios can flood in their head or an injury can happen. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, I'm going to lose my scholarship. What am I mm -hmm. going to do? I can't pay for college. Right. My family can't pay for this. And so, right. I, and so it is a lot of pressure. And I think that's just the number one reason, obviously, of, you know, um, anxiety in college sports is just all the pressure sure. at the college level. And, sure. and it can happen at the high school level as well. Just the pressure, not so much on the line in terms of, well, I take that back because they're gonna go into their collegiate sport and so some of them have verbaled when they were younger or are about to sign or have already signed and so they're get, they're already in that mindset of like, oh, I better do good or I better not get hurt or I better this needs to happen or else I'm gonna lose my scholarship. Right. Um, especially going into college. Um, right. There's a lot, a lot can happen. Sure, so and I think, yeah, pressure yeah, all the way around or for even, sure. Or even the college team couldn't get a new coach. 
Right. And then right. and then that deal is out the window, so there is a lot of pressure for sure. Um, I um, I asked one of um, the um, one of the athletes that I was talking to who um, um, you know had this idea to talk about this um, topic. Um, I was asking them like you know hey like well what do you what do what is it like for you when you get anxiety because this person you know they struggle with it and um, mm -hmm. they were saying how um, they're triggered when um, you know the the things they're triggered by mostly by the things the coaches do um, and game situations too but if the coaches are um, you know get frustrated with them or start to pull away from them um, or stop talking to them then they as well as the rest of the teammates feel like the coaches have given up on them and it gets you know it gets to them mentally and um or unfortunately when they start to yell at them or belittle belittle them then that's when anxiety and and, and I you know listening to that gave me anxiety <laughs> and I'm like sure. I'm not even on your team and I'm getting anxiety listening sure. to this so um so you know there was that that they went through and then um and then when I, I and then I asked them like, well, what what types of thoughts do you have? And um, they were saying how it's more of their mind telling their body that they can't do it or that they're not good enough, hmm. and that their body like physically stops doing, mm -hmm. you know, what they need to do in order to get the job done at that sport. Right. And that there needs to be a process of calming themselves down. Um, and so, and so I don't. I just I don't know if it's talked about enough just because like you said josh it's like a sign of weakness in a sport yeah. to even um to even admit that it, this is giving me anxiety mm -hmm. you know um you know there are many people who are like what everyone has anxiety which which is which i think is true everyone on some surface has some type anxiety is real it's not mm -hmm. imaginary no one's making that up sure um but to which everyone handles anxiety at a different level is different but then not like like I'm not in your shoes, like I'm not you, and I don't know the things that you go through and vice versa. So I think that, um, I don't know, I think that athletes just need to start talking to somebody, whether yeah. it's their, <clears throat> whether it's a counselor on their campus or a coach that they trust mm -hmm. um, or even a teammate or something, um, just to kind of, um, like you said, to not mask it because it's always gonna be there if you mask it. Right. Yeah. Right. And we've mentioned before that, you know, if a, if you're a coach and an athlete approaches you with that type of situation, yeah. um, you know, it's not always, in my opinion, it's not always the wisest thing for a coach to try to solve every problem. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes, you, you know, there's certain things that athletes deal with that you're like the bottom line is us as coaches, right. we're not equipped to deal with. <laughs> right. So yeah. in that situation, the best thing you can do is just say, hey, um, like, hey, I'm, I'm here to support you. I'm with you. But let me let's let's try to find, you know, like you said, a counselor or someone else who is equipped to, to walk with you through this, because, um, you know, I think it'd be easy for a coach. It's almost like a competitive mode where it's like, OK, I'm going to help this person. Sometimes like the bottom line is sometimes we're just not equipped to do it. Yep. And there's certain issues and topics that we're just not. But as long as I think as long as you're supporting that athlete and as long as you're walking them through and pointing them in the right direction, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely an important thing. I think you know it's something that everybody deals with. But I, I do think with the sports, some of the extra pressures that could be there yeah. make it worse for sure. Yeah, so I think so. That's a good one. Good one. All right. All cool. right. Next question. We'll see you in a few more minutes. <laughs> okay. um, let's see. Uh, what book recommendations do we have? Ooh. Um. You know what? There is. Hold on, and I have to look up the author because I don't oh, remember no. the author. I know. Okay, well, I'll, um, while you're doing that, I'll go. Okay, go. Okay, so I have a, I have a couple um, that I think would be really good. And I think I've mentioned them on here before. Uh, Mind Gym. Um, okay. I can't remember the author, but it's Mind Gym, and it's very good. Uh, it's one of my favorites, especially for coaches and athletes. Um, just a lot about mental toughness um, and your mentality when it comes to competition. Um, it's a really easy read, which I appreciate makes it a lot it really simple to digest but um, a lot of really practical stuff that you can do with your teams um, and as an as an individual athlete you can do these things as well um, so I recommend that one awesome. mind gym and then a book called tribes by Seth Godin um, I really like anything that Seth Godin does um, and tribes just talks about you know 
I think a lot of it is really geared more towards maybe like corporate, you know, business teams and mm. stuff like that. But right. I think it applies to anything, whether it be your family, uh, your athletic team. It's kind of how people interact within that tribe mm. and, and what drives them, what motivates them. Um, that's just like a really very simple um, breakdown of that book. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I would I would definitely recommend that one as well. Like I said, anything that Seth Godin um, puts out there is really good. Nice. Um, so those are yeah, a couple of, and, and I've mentioned this before, like I'm a huge Erwin McManus fan. Um, he's a pastor. So, you know, whether that's your thing or not, I don't know, yeah. but he's my easily my favorite author. And a lot of his books, I've read all of his books and, um, all of them have been really impacting to me. So, um, you know, that is more of a spiritual, um, it's, it's more in the spiritual realm. So like I said, I won't give everybody that heads up. I don't want to yeah. surprise everybody, but, um, you know, anything by him is really good. So if that's something nice. you're interested in, I would definitely go that way too. Nice. Um, well, you have way more than I did, <laughs> but my books that I read are mainly fiction, but the nonfiction ones that I do read, you know, I'm going to recommend Rachel Hollis's books, right? You knew hmm. that was coming. I was right. not expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> girl, wash your face and girl, stop apologizing are amazing. Is that um, the author you forgot? No. How I was gonna say? How dare no. you? Oh, I was looking up the other author. Okay, like know. that's that's embarrassing. <laughs> like, what's her name again? No. I really like her books. Oh, Rachel um, Hollis. So you've only mentioned her a million life times. Coach. Yeah. She doesn't know I exist. Um. Yeah. So her, maybe hers one are day. Good. I, yeah. They obviously don't. I mean, they don't. They're not sports related. Um. But the overall message of um has a lot to do with mental toughness. Right. Um, I just, I, anyway, if you feel like you need to be empowered, um, I know it has the word girl in front of it, but guys can read it too. I think it's still, you know, you could just block off that part of the book. Um, so it would just be ap stop apologizing and wash your face <laughs> and <Yeah>. wash your <laughs> face. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I will be honest. I haven't read this book. It, I literally had it in my purse when I had to go to jury duty last week and I just didn't get to it cause I gave it to someone else to read. Um, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. Hmm. And it's by, um, oh my gosh, Amy Morin. And I haven't read it, but it's on, um, and I feel bad recommending it before I read it, but it's on like, I know. Take this with a grain of salt. Josh is looking at me. Like it's, um, <laughs> it, hey, it's got like a four and a half, five star review on Amazon. No, it's it's one of those top <laughs> books. I've, a lot of people have heard sure, of it. Um, sure, um, So I, you know, yeah, let me know what you think of that if I should read it or not, but 13 things. Hey, this is not supposed to be a, I know. Oh my gosh. You know what? It's okay. You just hijacked this whole segment. I did. I know. I did. And it's like, Hey, do, okay. do the research for me. So then I can decide go. if I want to read this book. Yes. Okay. Here's a book. What, I is, did what is going on here? I'll tell no. <laughs> Quiet Strength by Tony Dungy is really good. Have you okay. read that one? Uh, that's a good one. No, I know Tony. I, I like Tony Dungy's stuff. Yeah. I haven't read it though. Okay. So that's a, I, um, I had to read it for, um, a class assignment when I was getting my master's, but I'm, really glad I did sure um I mean it, it's more about his life and the things that he has gone through but right. it's really inspiring so yeah I, he's a really well respected related. yeah coach yeah, for sure for yeah sure. absolutely so that would be um and knows a lot about winning and and mentoring mm -hmm. so that's yeah absolutely I imagine that'd be a good, good one. one for sure yeah um that's good I think yeah. that's a good list of books I also say you know just you know I, I'm sure a lot of people have already read the, read this book but uh um I think it's you can't stop me by David Goggins. Okay. Yeah. Um, we gave a, a copy of a way to, we did a giveaway on Instagram. We gave a copy away of that. Um, that's, uh, he's just amazing. Anytime you have a chance to follow him on Instagram or watch any of his videos, yeah. very intense and he will definitely, uh, motivate you for nice. sure. So we would recommend David Goggins book. And then also, uh, Kevin Bracey oh, just yeah, put yeah. his book out oh, and nice. then, uh, Dwight yep. Taylor senior has a couple of books out there. Yep. Um, so definitely, Definitely okay. check those out because I think, you know, we, lo we love supporting all those yeah, guys. Isaac so. has a book too. Yes, Isaac has a book yeah. too. Okay. So, um, is that, I think that's it. Everybody. That's it. Sorry if we forgot you. We're so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was trying <laughs> to think. Our guest that we had on. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think that's it. But yeah. those are, yeah, all those guys definitely support those guys yes. and get their books. So, yeah, um, sure. all right. Cool. On to the next one. Um, is it my turn? I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I had an athlete wanting us to talk about different coaching styles and two in particular, um, you know, you have, um, I guess good cop, bad cop is what I would call it. Okay. More specifically, um, 
hard ass versus encouraging. Sure, sure. <laughs> Those two words. Right. Um, so anyway, there. I mean, um, it's. I think it's definitely important to have a mixture of both. I think that. Um, uh, I think. I think as a coach, you need to be true to who you are. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you're the type of coach who is more of the bad cop coach all the time, okay. But make sure that you hire assistants who are good cop. <laughs> and so that you have that balance and allow your players to go to them as well. So that there's not just bad cop, bad cop, bad cop um, thrown at them. So I guess one of I guess the athlete that I was talking to was struggling with, with that mm. with one of their coaches. Okay. Um, with just constant bad cop. Um, right. And athletes need to learn how to deal with all of it anyway. Mm -hmm. So, but there does need to be, um, like I said, if you're not if if you aren't the type of head coach that can display both good cop bad cop. Um, if you're good cop all the, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I think as a head coach, you need to be some type of bad cop mm -hmm. for sure. But if you're all bad cop, you need to make sure that your assistants are um, have a little bit of good cop in them so that um, um, just so that the players will respond mm -hmm. to them because they're there. It is players will shut down. Right. If it's constant, um, I guess hard ass is the word I'm looking for. Right. Well, yeah, I think. Um because it's, it's always a little bit tough with this type of topic, too, because like you said, you, I think you kind of alluded to it. It, it kind of depends yeah. on the situation because mm -hmm. sometimes and I'm not speaking to whoever you got that question from. So don't take it personally because I, I don't know you <laughs> or who you are. But um, just in general, I think sometimes you'll hear that about a coach. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's more of the athlete being sensitive mm -hmm. or maybe a pride issue with the athlete where the coach corrected them, maybe in a tough love way, yeah. and they just didn't like it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that, that coach is so, you know, such a always always on me. It's like, well, but like they're also a coach. They're trying to correct you. There was something that, you know, went wrong and they needed to correct you in that because it was a preventable mistake. You know, like we talked about mental right. errors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but there are some coaches that it's just their whole MO is yell. Yeah. And you're always looking at those coaches from the sidelines and you're like, oh, that dude is going to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right, this, right. what is going on here? Like, face is red, vein popping out of the neck. Right. It's just crazy. And I guess the way I look at it, so, you know, we've, Joe Ehrman was the man who inspired the character combine in the first place. And he's all about, like, you've got to show your athletes love. You've got to mm -hmm. show them that you love them yeah. as people. Yeah. And we believe in that. That's why we do the character combine is, right. yeah, you, you're teaching tough love. You're teaching discipline and all that stuff. But right. at the very core of what you do as a coach, it should stem from love. Yeah. You should have love for the athletes that you coach. Mm -hmm. And you should have this desire to see them succeed in the sport and, more importantly, life. Right. And so I guess that's the way I look at it is even yeah. if you are maybe a hard-nosed coach that's, you know, very much – you know, maybe a little bit louder, mm -hmm. um, yells, yells a little bit more, is more of the tough love, right. like you said, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my concern would be is if it's not stemmed from stemming from love, right. then it's just, you're just yelling, mm. and you're just angry, mm -hmm. and your athletes are taking right. taking that. Now, if you're doing that, and you are you have the ability to come back and like say, hey, this is why, like, this is why I do it. This is yeah. why, you know, mm -hmm. we do this. this guy, I love you guys, and I want to see you guys mm -hmm. be the best you can possibly be. Yeah. That's very different. And so I think it, you, it's, it really depends on the coach mm -hmm. and some of it depends on the athlete sensitivity. Yeah. Um, because, and, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, and, and the, well, and the, that's pretty, yeah, everything that you're saying and the relationship that the coach has all, pri like already established right. with the athletes. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know, I know coaches that, that have, that are a little bit louder and a little yeah. bit more intense and their, their athletes would run through a wall for them. Yeah. You know, and they'll get in their athlete's face, and they 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 know that coach that coach that coach loves us. Mm -hmm. I know I know what that coach is about, so you know I get it. And like I said, there's a lot. To, I think there's a lot to it. And I don't think we think. Sometimes we say, okay, the athlete's just sensitive. Yeah. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes athletes there's certain athletes that have been coached a certain way throughout their youth years, and then when they get to high school, that's yeah. the first time they've really experienced an intense coach. It's mm -hmm. like, whoa, what is going on? Right. No one's ever yelled at me before. Yeah. And then there's other like, other people that have played you know, high levels as they were growing up, and it's like, oh, coach is yelling? That guy's not that bad. <laughs> that, <laughs> that lady's not that bad. Yeah. So I think it depends, but I think mm. also, you know, I, I guess I don't want to just chalk it up to sometimes athletes are sensitive towards right. that stuff, or sometimes athletes are just prideful and right. don't like a coach yelling at them because they think they're right. Sometimes it does go deeper 
like we had just talked about a couple of questions ago where it's hitting them in a different way because it's they're taking it as part of their self-worth mm. whereas it says like hey deb you messed up this play rather than it's you know and you or you didn't cover the bag say you're supposed to cover a base you didn't cover the base um and the coach is coming down on you right well the coach is basically saying okay i need you to cover that base and you need to be thinking when you're out there pay attention but the person who's receiving it could take it like oh i'm not worthy i'm not good enough right. like they're taking it at a, a much deeper mm. level taking and, it way personal right and that's yeah. why it becomes a weird thing where can a coach always know that probably not mm. but is it something that might be good to maybe be aware of and think about or try to right. maybe yeah. uh, it's a, it is a difficult i don't know it's a it's a tough question it is it question. is because it, you know like you said every athlete receives you know criticism you know our, our last episode that one of our last episodes we recorded um every athlete receives criticism differently and every coach has their different coaching style i've i've worked with coaches who they just don't yell right that's and they're not trying to be soft and they actually aren't soft at all like they're right. very respected and sure but they just are like i just don't yell and then <laughs> and then i've met coaches who that's all they do is yell but like you said it comes from a place of love in terms of the athletes respect them and that's just how they coach right. and um so i think you said it perfectly in terms of if that type of bad cop if that underneath that is coming from love and that's what they need to do to get the message across i think the players will know it the players are going to know the difference right they're going to know if this if if oh i have i have a you know they have a good relationship with this coach we've established this already early on and we've maintained a relation a good relationship over the season so he or she is yelling at me they're mad i get it i screwed up okay i'm gonna fix it because mm -hmm. i you know that i know that they just want me to get better right and, and, and you know and there's something deep in the athlete that loves the coach too that mm -hmm. you know um in the but there's also a difference between this coach hasn't hasn't done anything to try to get to know me this coach hasn't done anything you know i'm and then they're yelling at me so then the athletes are going to take it like that if there has been no um i guess previously established relationship with the co and i'm not talking about a one time one instant like type of sure bad cop episode um so anyway and i and i'm just i'm just addressing that part too because i've heard extremes of both sides right of when i talk to athletes of no you don't get it this coach has not like constantly yells constantly does this has never made an effort to get to know any of us constantly belittles us con blah, blah, blah. and then i've heard the you know i've heard the in-betweens and the opposite of like um you know this coach loves us this coach and so i've heard i've heard everything and so right. that's why and so i think that's yeah. why that was a topic that i wanted to address that's and, very good yeah because so, it, it well that's the thing too i think you know it's i think it's good not from just not just from the athlete's perspective and then we're gonna we'll wrap it up mm -hmm. here in a second but um also from the coach's perspective too, because like we talked about before, I think maybe off mic, is sometimes I feel like sometimes coaches try to, like they see different coaching styles and then they try to not just be inspired by that, but then they try to mimic certain mm -hmm. things, even if it goes against their personality. Like me, you know, I've coached just a little bit, but if I was trying to be like a yeller or very intense, it's not, it wouldn't really be my, like fit with my personality. And it would come off as, you know, inauthentic so mm -hmm. it's like that's not going to really work and so, but i think sometimes people see these coaches like okay, i need to be more like that yeah no I, I think you need to to work within your strengths and you know maximize those things and you can be inspired by different things that those coaches do but if it goes completely against your personality it's mm -hmm. probably not going to be super beneficial it's probably going to look very fake disingenuous yeah right and, and like you said the athletes will know that and you know um so I think it's good for coaches to think about too, is yeah. you don't have to, there's all kinds of personality types that go into coaching and leadership types and all of that. And all of them, we've seen probably every single style be effective in some way, shape or form. Um, I, th I think you just need to find the one that fits best for you. And like I said, as long as it, is, it comes from a place of mm -hmm. just love and um, you have a heart for your athletes yeah. to succeed, then you know I don't think you can really go wrong. Yeah, I yeah. think so. That was good. That was good. That so was a good wrap up. We, there was, a, I think, we had a couple other questions we just didn't get to because we were, we talked a lot about certain we certain do. questions. That's what happened. So, um, but yeah, so that was fun. So we definitely want to do that again at some point. Yes. So if you guys ever have any questions that you guys like would like us to address in this uh, sports chat, yeah, or any podcast, topics you want to talk about, all that stuff. Here, Josh and I arguing over something. You know, just there's that yeah, too. Yeah, I'm not sure what that would be. I don't know. But uh, not really. We bicker, but we don't argue. We definitely bicker. But yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> argue off air. <laughs> yeah, it's like we, we yeah we we save it. We we try to present a strong front. Yeah, we gotta be professional. And then after we get off air, it's like, man, I can't stand you. I know. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> that's it. That's it. This is like what episode like thirty four or something. I was yeah. like, that's it. Dang, thirty four. I think so. That's crazy. Um, I, I can't remember. We've tried doing this before and it was terrible. But right. I think we're so, over we're over half a year mark. Sorry, I just interrupted you. But yes, that's very true. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So we're yeah. I think we have. Um, just recently, we had um, Tyler Andrade from Absolute Flex Appeal. Yeah. We had Marcellus Howard, who's the the backyard le- legend YouTuber. Coach Horner. Coach Horner. Um, and those were our recent ones. Those are the recent ones. Actually, I think that, that might be it. I yeah. think that, that catches everybody up. Yeah. Criticism was one that we just did too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, so a lot of a lot of good stuff. So enjoy that stuff. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, and like I said, please uh, rate, review, and um, let us know how we're doing on iTunes. That would be great. That'd be good. We're at eleven. Sweet. We're at eleven five star ratings. <laughs> so which means we're nine away from Deb Scene. Did I say twenty? You said twenty. Sure. I'm pretty sure. Mm. We'll go back and look at the tape. I can't remember which was that criticism. I've been criticism when we mentioned that. We wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't talk about that while guests are here because that would be stupid. That would be weird. <laughs> they don't want to hear about that nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, so five stars, five, uh, twenty-five star ratings, and then uh, Deb will sing some song. Maybe. Maybe. Oh well. Okay. okay maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll keep my word. I'll sing. Yay. Okay. All right. Where can they find us? Um, you can find us at Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn. Did I mention? Did I forget anything else? YouTube. 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 That's it. And I'm working on that Snapchat still. And we'll see That's you guys good. next time. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. See ya. Peace.